It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Port, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day 22, Internal Reporting and Triaging of Claims. A call, email, tip, or comes into your office and employee reports suspicious activity somewhere across the globe. The activity may well turn into an FCPA issue for your company. As the CCO, it will be up to you to begin the process, which will determine in many instances how the company will respond going forward. This scenario was driven home by the SEC in a 2015 enforcement action involving me, Johnson Nutrition Company. In this enforcement action, the company performed two internal investigations into allegations that its Chinese business unit was engaged in conduct which violated the FCPA. Unfortunately, the first investigation performed in 2011 did not turn up any evidence of FCPA violations. It was not until 2013 when the SEC made an inquiry to the company that it performed an adequate investigation which uncovered FCPA violations. The 2020 FCPA Resource Guide made clear as has a clear and concise statement about hotlines. It reads, quote, an effective compliance program should have a mechanism for an organization's employees and others to report suspected or actual misconduct or violations of the company's policies on a confidential basis without the fear of retaliation. The 2020 evaluation reinforces language with the following. How has the company collected, analyzed, and used information from its reporting mechanism? How has the company assessed the seriousness of its allegations? It received. Has the company has the compliance function had full access to reporting and investigative information? This is more than simply maintaining hotlines. Companies have to make a real effort to listen to employees. You have to have managers who are trained on how to handle employee concerns. They must be incentivized to take on this compliance responsibility. You must devote communications and resources to reinforcing the company's culture and values to create an environment and expectation that managers will raise employment concerns. The reason is that a business's own employees are a company's best source of information about what is going on in the company. It is certainly best practice for a company to listen to its own employees, particularly to help improve its processes and procedures. But more than listening to its employees, a company should provide a safe and secure route for employees to escalate their concerns. This is the underlying rationale behind an anonymous reporting system with any organization. Both the U.S. Sentencing Guidelines and the OECD Good practices list as one of their components an anonymous reporting mechanism by which employees can report compliance and ethics violations. Of course, the Dodd-Frank whistleblower provisions and now the NDAA whistleblower provisions give heed to the implementation of a hotline. What are some of the best practices regarding a hotline? Start with, one, availability. Two, anonymity. Three, escalation. Four, follow-up. Five, oversight. What about triaging of claims? Given the number of ways information about violations or potential violations can be communicated, having a robust triage system is an important way that a company can determine what resources to bring to bear on a compliance problem. Jonathan Marks has articulated a five-stage triage process, which allows not only an early assessment of any allegation, but also a manner to think through your investigative approach. Marks cautions that you have must have an experienced investigator or other seasoned professional making these determinations, if not a more well-rounded group or committee. Next, consider what types of evidence to use going forward. 
Finally, before selecting a triage solution, understand what tools are available. Mark's five-stage process includes the following. Stage one. This consists of allegations that have a low threat level and do not suggest a breakdown of internal controls. Tips that get grouped into this stage do not have a financial or reputational impact. Stage two. These allegations are more serious in nature and often indicate some deficiency in the design of internal controls. Stage three. These allegations are serious in nature, generally involving an override of internal controls and are minimum a serious deficiency. Stage four, these are serious allegations that could have an impact on the completeness and accuracy of audited financial statements. Stage five, these are serious allegations that involve one or more members of the senior management team or are serious enough to damage the company's reputation. After you ascertain you have an effective reporting mechanism through your hotline and demonstrate you have a robust and properly scoped investigation protocol, you must use the information you receive to remediate any issues that may arise. It is not enough to merely show that a hotline exists but you present the data it produces. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, the DOJ and SEC put on special emphasis around internal reporting lines. Two, test your hotline on a regular basis to make sure that it is working. And three, have an investigation protocol in place so that when the call comes in, you will be ready to go and you will not have to try to create a protocol on the fly. It's extremely difficult to do so when the pressure is on and having a triage protocol, and then an investigation protocol will help you to move smoothly. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you will join me for the entire month of January where I take a look at some of the significant changes in compliance and FCPA enforcement which occurred in 2020 and will help inform your compliance program going forward into 2021 and indeed beyond. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.